Welcome to the Profitable Python with your host, Ben McNeil. On this episode, you will meet Abdallah Ashraf, who is a self-taught Python developer with a background in mechanical engineering. Abdallah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on here. So just to kick this off, I wanted to ask you, what are you doing currently to monetize your Python skills? To monetize my Python skills, I'm currently um, like building projects and as well as also teaching other people how to decode online. So I, I believe like if you want to master, uh, like if you want to learn something, teach it. Or yeah, that's how, or if you want to learn it twice, then teach it. Yeah, that's how I go for it. Okay, it so me, you're, oh, go ahead, sorry for it. Yeah, it helps me like understand and grab things better. And also like sometimes I even teach stuff that I do not know. So I, I get to learn it as well. Mm -hmm. What what has been like uh, like the scariest part of teaching for you? The scariest part was when I was like teaching somebody who has a lot more experience than I have, mm -hmm. and I but they have the experience in a different sector or a different uh, field. Like let's say um, security, I was working with a security engineer who wanted mm -hmm. to use Python for uh, API development and stuff like that. And at first I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, does he need me to teach him Python? He's already right. a senior developer. But then at the end, not everybody knows like uh, what I do and what, not everybody is proficient with Python. So they just like asked me to do it for them. Yeah, I, lo I love that. Cause basically like whatever fear was going on, it wasn't really a fear. And on top of that, you have like so much to offer. Like, how did you, how did you learn that, like, you know, that you had, you had those powers inside of you, like you could, you know, teach somebody, especially even if they have, if they're like a senior engineer, like that's an awesome story. How did you mm. kind of discover that in yourself? I discovered that actually by accident. At first, uh, when I, when I first got the, the offer to do that job, and then I already said yes, and we already, like, we already negotiated the price and everything. And then when he told me that, oh, I'm a security engineer and I want you to build an API. At that point, I do not know anything about APIs in Python. Mm -hmm. I thought he's just a normal person who wanted to know Python fundamentals and stuff like that. Right. So at that point, I was just like, it was already like on my face. Like it's, it's either I do it or not. So I told him, okay, I'll just do it. Send me your, send me some documents and some stuff that I need to look at in order for me to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I took that and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go through all the document documentation of what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then I learned it. I spent like a weekend doing that. And then when I got into the call, he, even he was surprised because he told me I spoke to three like Python uh, developers, they say that they, they tutor other people or they coach mm -hmm. and they, they had nothing. They said they do not know anything about what he sent me. Hmm. And so he, he was surprised by that. And that's what like made me think of this uh, skill of, of always like, just even if you do not know it, just go and learn it and then go and teach it directly. Right. So, so you had some time to kind of prepare. They gave you some, requirements for the tutor session and then you just dug in deep is that what i understand 
yes, exactly. He uh, he sent me like I told him like give me some links and stuff, and then uh, I look through and I saw some like examples and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I learned it, and then we got onto uh, the call, and I was able to do Shazam. That's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> that's re- that's really awesome. Um, so so what triggered you to teach yourself how to write Python code? Or did you just wake well, up one day? Oh, no. Uh, a little bit of background about me. Yeah. I was, before I even started, uh, before I even, it's like when I actually got into university, I was first uh, into computer science and, and mathematics. It was like computer science and mathematics. And in that, in that course, we were studying like five mathematics uh, classes and one computer. That one computer, we were just we were just learning about RAM, database, just normal computer stuff, and also some C plus plus. But the math was the most hardest part. Hmm. Uh, so like one one year doing doing that, I quit because of all the math subjects I was getting. Suddenly I had to take like all these algebra, math logic, and all of that. So I didn't perform very well. But computer, I was doing well. But math, no. So I quit and I thought, okay, I want to do mechanical engineering. Actually, that was my first uh, uh, major subject that I wanted to study. Then I, I took it. And then two years down that road, I also found that we also have uh, uh, some programming involved with mechanical engineering. We had also C++. And I was also like doing very well in that class. Then I thought, okay, how, what would it look like if I combine both together? It's like, oh, my mechanical engineering with programming. And then that's how I, I found Python. I thought, uh, I just uh, Googled, like just uh, programming language to learn. And then I found Python. And then I was like, oh, very cool. This is so easy compared to C++. Then I took it and I was uh, really very high for me. Like it was very fast learning pace because I already know C++ a little bit fundamentals mm-hmm. then I was I was doing very like like great uh, with my fundamentals with Python and that's how I got started that was like you can see 2017 like that by the end okay wow so I mean you're and you're like proficient in Python now or like where do you, where would you say you're kind of like on your journey I can say I'm um, uh, intermediate, I can say, okay. with, with Python. I, I cannot say like I'm very proficient with it, but I can say like intermediate there. I, I think you're a humble dude is, is what's going on here. You probably, <laughs> probably got a lot going on up there in that, uh, in that engineering brain of yours. So that's cool, man. That's a really cool story. So did you, in, inside of your engineering program, you, you had some projects or something that you were needing to solve or like how did, how did that all work out? Actually, no, I didn't have any programming thing to solve. Uh, the, the, the C++ was just uh, run, one random class we had. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, I was teaching my classmates actually. Because okay. they did not know anything about programming. And so I was helping them through. And just one day I was doing some, we have this lab reports in, in mechanical engineering. We, like we do some experiment in the lab. Mm-hmm. Usually for like one hour or two, and then we go to the to our laptops, and then we just document how everything worked out in the lab. And I, I hated doing that. And 
doing that thing for like two days and then just the, the thought came to me. It's like, oh, what if I combine mechanical engineering with programming? And then mm -hmm. I, I forgot about my lab report and I just <laughs> directly started uh, coding directly. So that's how it actually gets started. It's very, very randomly. Like it's not something specific project that I was doing. Yeah. Okay. Or how long did it take you like basically from that point to start working on projects? Cause I understand like you're, you're a really big proponent for like project based learning. Is that, that's correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big uh, proponent for that. Um, when I got started, I was, since I was still in my, uh, my college, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't like had the time to go really, really deep into Python until I actually finished my, my mechanical engineering. Okay. That was like November, 2018. And once I, I finished that, then I directly jumped into uh into python but this time i already finished my the fundamentals from youtube now i thought okay i, I want more i want a way to like uh like expand on that so i took uh, the book called uh, learn python the hard way the one that teaches you by building some stuff and then so yeah so i was just comparing whatever i learned from youtube with what's in the book to, you know, like enhance my, my programming vocabulary, I can say. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, and then from there, I just, uh, and the first project I did was, I was helping a friend of mine doing some tasks that was taking, was taking me so long. It was like just converting some, some uh, you know, the bibliography that you write in your, Oh yeah, sure. What's that one? So Keeping I, I track just, of uh, your work cited yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to change that from one one format to another. So in order for me to do that, I had to just do everything manually, and I had like uh, more than thirty references to change. And hmm. So that task was like taking me like hours, if not days. <laughs> um, and then I was just thinking, who? This thing is, is not, it's not really hard because it's just like manipulating the difference between each format and the other was just like manipulating where you put the the year, where you put the author, right. how everything is structured. So I thought, okay, this is just a string slicing in Python. Hmm. So, and then from there, it's just started. That's the first one I did. Um, but it, it, it took like quite a long time because uh, I needed to learn some other libraries and I, uh, until I combine everything together, I also, I also made it, I also made it with the object oriented programming okay. and then working, working with that as I was getting started, it was like giving me some hard time as well, but I eventually I landed. So that's, that's what, that was the first project I did. That's, that is uh, really awesome. So basically you're taking this real world scenario, like, those of us that have had gone through this pain of like writing these papers, like you will lose like major points <laughs> if you don't yeah. have your work cited and whatnot formatted in that certain way. So that's really cool. Was there any other projects that really helped you or that really stuck out as like helping you get proficiency with Python? Mm, after I finished that, I, that that was the first project I did on my own. The mm -hmm. rest of the projects was um, uh, using the what do you call it? Uh, oh, I joined the course, the Profitable Programmer course, 
then from there I was building projects along the way with the with the course because at first I thought oh I need to learn a lot of things before I, I jump into building actually projects but then I, I thought okay that is not necessarily for for me to do and also uh, this project I just talked about I was just using the Kinter and just object-oriented programming and then when I joined the course then I learned about how do you use web development then I I moved it from using the Kinter to using the web development way I was using NVL app actually but okay. it also like helped me like map everything how do you take inputs from a website and also publish that as well okay that that's awesome uh, so so you had also mentioned in the pre-interview that you would recommend somebody start building projects like as soon as possible why can you explain your philosophy or your mentality like when you make that recommendation when i made that recommendation because okay first first of all when you you want to start a project maybe you have an idea on your mind that you want to start with mm -hmm. and then you kind of know where do you want to get to and from there uh every time you you want to implement a feature or you want to do you or you want your your code or your project to do a certain thing and you do not know that's when you actually learn that new thing that's that's how i i see it actually because even for me when i was starting like i did not know much about slicing strings until I have, I have actually tried it. So I was like coding it every single day. And then I was, I was trying and testing, seeing here and there, how does everything like, uh, is getting into place. So I guess, so oh, the main point is that when you get stuck, that's when you actually learn and then you Google stuff, then you will find all of this world that you did not know about before. That sounds uh, painful. Yeah, very. <laughs> so, so can you talk about that? I mean, like, it's almost like weightlifting, right? Like, if you're not getting stuck and pushing through it, like, you're not growing. Can you, yeah. can you talk about that a little bit? Okay, because usually you get stuck. Usually it's going to take, like, a long time. But then eventually you will get to... You will get to know it. Uh, this is from my experience. Like I get stuck for like maybe two days, mm -hmm. and then sometimes I Google stuff. Sometimes I ask other people, and then uh, when I I move through it, then I was like, wow, what? Why was I even stuck in that? It was so easy. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, but then I I even like get to learn, and then I can like that will be like very very deep learning because it, you will never ever uh, forget that. Mm -hmm. That's something like it's going to stick with you. Uh, on the other hand, if you just like follow some coding tutorial and then you just code along, uh, usually you're not going to grab that very well unless you you build something like quite different from that or mm -hmm. you add your own touch to it. But as you, when you build your own and then you get stuck and then you find your answer, that that's that like it's going to be like a long-term memory for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so maybe that's even helped you in your teaching as well because you've kind of maybe gotten stuck and then unstuck and yeah. and now you can teach. Is that like, have you run across that in your teaching where 
like you can teach a concept really well because you were stuck at one point in time on that has that has that come up before oh yeah exactly mm -hmm. uh when i like i get stuck um also like i wanted to teach something and i i get stuck into it and eventually i i just tend to be like very resourceful in mm -hmm. in the way when i I look into stuff. First, first of all, I would just find if there's something on YouTube, then I would just look how does everything look like. And then maybe I will go through, like, uh, I start, I start solving whatever the, the other person is asking me to do. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, then I will have a look at Stack Overflow. If not, then we'll jump into, into the documentation. So you see all of these resources that you get here, 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 and there. At the end, you will find, like, the, the core value and on where you need to focus on and then i can just take that and just teach it to the other person and he can just in one hour and i have like spent maybe two days doing that and i just can give it into one hour that's like that will give them like a tremendous amount of value to the other people yeah that that's awesome and if i could just kind of uh go through that with you again so your hierarchy for kind of like finding resources. I want to dive into that real quick. Mm -hmm. So like YouTube is a huge help to you. I heard stack overflow and then I heard the documentation. Is there yeah. any other types of resources or do you have like a certain order? Like do you always go in kind of that order? Like how are you solving? How are you getting yourself unstuck? Cause I, I have oh. a feeling you're not the only person out there getting stuck, you know? <laughs> Okay, how do I get myself unstuck? Actually, usually, okay, I'll start by YouTube because YouTube will just give you the surface levels of, of everything. Mm -hmm. You cannot get as deep as you want into YouTube. And then once you pass that, now at least you know, at least you know, okay, like for example, I'm doing, I was doing something with data analysis. So I took like a short data analysis, like a course on video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then they were talking, okay, you need pandas, you need NumPy, you need this, and working with simple tables. Now at least you know, okay, you need this stuff to work with it. Okay, I, okay, keep that in mind. And then you start building, and then once you want to implement a new feature, let's say you just want the unique values in one column. Now you can go and overstack, like stack flow, stack overflow, mm -hmm. and then you find some some person that who did something similar to that and then now because of your some knowledge from youtube now you can translate that code on stack overflow into something that you can use because right. it's not always just copy pasting and then yeah and uh, if i can sometimes also people on stack overflow they will give you the documentation for you to look at oh like a link yeah the, the link uh, I think I, I, it's the audio kind of went out there for a second. Hold, hold on, folks. Uh, we're getting our audio sorted out here. Can, can you still hear me, Abdullah? So the, for whatever reason, it's uh, muted there. Okay, I heard signs of life. Are you okay. still there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, carry on there. So you were talking about Stack Overflow and the link? 
oh yeah, Stack Overflow on the link, uh -huh. and like when I get like that, as I, 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 it's like just getting the right place to look at into the documentation. If you are looking at maybe pandas documentation, and then you want to learn how this, uh, how do you search stuff, or how do you like get unique values, and then you just get directly to that instead of mm -hmm. just going through by yourself, and. Another like last, like the fourth uh, steps that I go to is actually asking other people around okay. who are like, like just like proficient Python developers who like maybe have like 10 plus years experience. Right. Uh, and I usually get access to that through like when I, one day I went to meetups and after the meetup, they, they, they mentioned that they have a Slack channel for all of these engineers who came, came to the meetup. Okay. And then they, they encourage everyone to join, and then they said, "Okay, we have a channel also for like support. If you have any question, you can ask anything, and we will be happy to help you." But I was like, "Oh, cool!" And yeah, I just, awesome. I just, yeah, I just joined their Stack Overflow, and then when I always like get stuck, and then I, I try to either type whatever I'm getting stuck at, or just make a a short quick video to explain everything because sometimes I feel like just taking a screenshot. And then show, uh, typing down, maybe we will not get the whole problem. Mm -hmm. then that's like, that's like doing that. I saved myself, like I was getting stuck for two days. And then by me just doing that, I got my answer in like 20 minutes. And it was just like very, very short right. answer that I needed. So I thought, okay, next time I'm just going to directly try and going to ask if I am getting stuck for too long. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. There's so much gold in there. Okay. So you're going to meet up. So you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're growing your network and then like the whole, like creating a video to ask your question. That's an awesome hack. I mean, like if somebody's going to troubleshoot your situation, words can get so confusing. So yeah. like, I, I think I might even borrow from that from you like, the next <laughs> time I get stuck, if that's okay with you. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, because sometimes, because sometimes when I maybe I'm 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 having I'm doing Django problem, mm -hmm. and your your stuff is all over the world. It's like sometimes you have you have the, you open your template and then you open your views and then you open your models. You want to show like exactly what you are looking at and what right. you want to get accomplished. So that's how you the video will help you like look through. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you had mentioned Django just now. Are there other frameworks that you recommend people working with or are you just like in love with Django so much or what, what's your idea on that? I am currently yeah, just in love with, with Django. I think I'm just, I, I, usually for me, I like to take one thing and just go like right into really it. Deep. Deep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So it's Django for you. Um, have you tried out like their API thing? Or are you are you strictly building out like front end web apps and stuff on top of the Django? Mm, their API in terms of like making like you mean the REST framework or? Yeah, I think isn't there some sort of plugin uh, Django REST or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, had experience with that. Uh, yeah, I I think I've been I've been just like playing around with it, but I'm thinking to include that into all of my my projects that I have built. Mm -hmm. So for me, like maybe later on to just 
show off my <laughs> my yeah. okay if you have my public api you can interact with my websites uh using it yeah i think that will be cool as well i've been i've been using the rest framework as well okay cool yeah that's uh so there were there was when i got curious about rest i found out about well postgres the database backend there's like a there's like a way they call it post rest so post rest plugs into Postgres and it like automatically makes an API for you. Have you heard of uh, that that uh, open source project? Postgres, no, I have not heard Post of that. Postgres, it's a, it, sound, it sounds cool. <laughs> it's really cool if you're into um, if you're into the relational databases. If you're into like NoSQL databases, it does, then you probably wouldn't be using Postgres. But yeah, check check it out sometime if you get a wild hair and, and want to learn about it. So, uh, but I had a, I had another question for you, kind of like a different segment of the show. I want to yeah. know about Abdallah and, and the, and the big problem that you want to solve in the world during your lifetime. What is, what would that like one thing be? Oh my God. The big problem I want to solve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The big problem I want to solve is I see a lot of my I see a lot of my my peers and my friends from like my mechanical engineering degree and my also my old friends from uh, computer science. They all like like it depends so much on the school like system, and then they never try to like go out of their way to actually like maybe learn a framework and then uh, use that to like maybe later on jump into getting a job and then maybe like complaining on, oh, there is no work for us and stuff like that. But the actual work is stuff that is not taught in school yet. Like companies need Django, they need React and they do not teach you that in school. So you need to go out of your way to learn it and go and apply it right there. So if I can just bring a little bit of awareness to that, I'm not saying that they should quit their their degrees, maybe I will later on, but <laughs> but the main important thing is that while they are studying that, they should also look at all this, like, they should look at where the trend is actually going and then just follow that. Mm -hmm. That's like my one thing for now. Yeah, that, okay, that, that makes perfect sense. So if I could kind of just like make sure I'm hearing you correctly, it's like, the school the, the school system is good, but it it's not good enough, or it could be better if they could just kind of like integrate some of this real world stuff into the program. That uh, is that kind of is that like another way of maybe kind of saying what you were saying yeah. there? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And and so the alternative is you have kind of to do it on your own, alone, without these groups and stuff. Like, how have you? How have you overcome that, or have we already kind of covered that? Uh, me doing everything alone, you mean, in, in terms of uh, studying? Uh, well, like, I guess, like, uh, so, like, you, got, you went through your program and you identified, like, man, they, they just don't do all these things that I need to be done. So is it, it's all about, like, self-educating, or, like, how, how have you kind of crossed that chasm that, and... Or, or have we already talked about that? Like how you how you kind of like won that game, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the actually the game is just like the self the self taught road. It is always the even even from my YouTube channel, it's called self engineered. So 
it's like you you become an engineer by yourself it's like it's, right. <laughs> you do not need you do not need to go through all of that but maybe in mechanical engineering then you have to but for mm-hmm. like development and and all of these stuff it's not always like a big uh, necessarily but you you need to put in the hard work in the self-taught world or maybe you have some other friends I'll also like learn directly from the people who are already in the market like for me I when I if I want to learn something new I just go and ask people who are already in so last time I was asking uh, somebody who was working at Google and then I told him okay I have built projects using Python I'm using I'm using Anaconda and stuff. What do you recommend next? Should I learn Docker? Then he was like, yeah, yeah, you need Docker because uh, right now your apps, you are developing it like in the development cycle. But if later on you want to do some production stuff, how are you going to deploy that? So Docker helped you do this, 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 this. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, Docker it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you went on your Docker journey already or did you, or are you still um, kind of discovering that? I'm still kind of discovering that I need to jump into a great course into it. So I think I'm going to use LinkedIn, LinkedIn learning to do that. Okay. Oh, they have some, uh, they have some streaming courses or something like that on Docker. Yeah, they have. Okay, cool. Yeah. Docker is uh, really amazing. Like I develop all my stuff in Docker now. Uh, like I, I don't even use virtual environments anymore. Actually it's mm-hmm. uh it's a really man. I, I love it so much. Like it really changed my uh, workflow. But um, so what is, uh, let's see, what do you think the future of like freelancing is going to be? Or, or um, is, that a good, is that a good question for you? Do you have an insight on that? The future of freelancing? Mm-hmm. As a Python developer. As a Python developer. Actually, um. I would say that it's like pretty bright because I see a lot of, um, I'm into all of these uh, Upwork and all of these freelancing uh, websites mm-hmm. that you use. But I see a lot of like opportunities for Python developers. Like if you just type Python, you'll see like maybe 2,000 or more hmm. of jobs being posted, like if not daily being there. And I tend to see all of the uh, major major subjects that people are looking at is all about automation. They want to do automation with Python or maybe they want to just, uh, do some web scraping and also API development and also Django. So I think there is still like a great uh, opportunities for Python developers in the freelancing world. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going deep, very deep into that. For me, I'm getting into more into teaching first. Right. Then I will I will go hard into freelancing later on. Right. I mean, you could kind of argue like you're already involved in it. You're just kind of like in freelancing. It's like this whole whole universe, and you're doing like the coaching side of it right now. Like, is yeah. that? Do you think the future of that is uh, like pretty bright going into the future, or is it going to be like like how? Cause I'm kind of curious, they have like all these online courses where people can get good information and then there's like free YouTube, but then there's obviously like this huge market for coaching. And so I'm just kind of curious, like how does that transform over time? Like, what do you, what do you think will happen? Okay. From my observation, sometimes 
the what makes the coaching uh, the coaching field is actually bright and getting into the future is because people want something that is very relevant to them, it's mm. like custom, very custom tailored to them. And sometimes they don't have the time to to go through all of that. They ha- they have a lot more stuff to worry about. So that's why they they want to like delegate and leverage some other person's uh, skills to do it for them. Mm. That's that's what happened from, from to me like most of the time. All of them they just either they don't have the time, or they are very urgent into some problem that, that they need it solved, or they just uh, they don't or they don't like learning from YouTube. Some people they want somebody to be there for them to actually like explain it in a very, very deep level so that they can grab and then they always want some someone to refer back to and ask one-on-one question all the time. So that is where we come from. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's and it also sounds like, so the real value that's being added there is this custom tailored solution. And then that's also what enables you to, for example, work with that security engineer like, he was an expert in a different area and then you just you just brought the experience right to his front door and he didn't have to go search the internet for it and he was a happy camper so yeah, that yeah, yeah that's exactly. really starting to click for me yeah thank you for sharing that <laughs> so so uh so you had mentioned in the pre-interview that you had a quantum leap in success when you developed a perspective on traditional school versus online education and I was just wondering if you could elaborate on your observations a little bit with that. Okay, my observation is that, okay, they, I think there are, there are a lot of parts to it, but let me start with time. Uh, when you say like, usually from my experience, when I took a C++ class and that one we were learning every week, at least we have one class for like two hours. Hmm. Every week, two hours class and then for me to go to the college that that's like half an hour for me to reach and then another half hour for me to go back and other 50 students in the class and the lecturer might come late and then maybe the value of that class would be one hour compared to me sitting on my desktop and then for like four hours a day like and then just finished like maybe like uh, like one tutorial that is two hours long. That is where the biggest, actually for me, the biggest difference that when you you learn all this, this stuff online, you get to save a lot more time than going to to like class to learn it because um, it's, it's still the same thing you're learning. It's just different, different teacher and different culture. This one is online. The other one is just one-to-one. It's so it really depends on the person. If you if you are the type of person who can learn remotely, then definitely you should go for that one for the online. But if you always have to get somebody to be in front of you and ask directly one by one, then the the school one could be great. But for me, I discovered that online uh, it's the way to go. It's like I learned very very fast, and in that three three months time I can already like build project instead of like in col- in college three months time I was just learning about uh, classes in classes and arrays in uh, C++. Mm-hmm. 
so t- so time mm-hmm. time yeah. is like a big component for you was yeah. there any other observations or is that just like the ultimate takeaway uh the other observation was you learning from somebody who has already been there and done that mm-hmm. usually my my i'm not sure if my plus structure can actually build projects mm-hmm. so she was just um teaching us the fundamentals but not really going deep into like building actual projects I'm, I'm not i might be sounding that i'm i'm firing through the school but i'm not <laughs> no there's i mean i'm right there with you and i'm just i'm kind of glad you're bringing this up because school does one thing really well it helps yeah. you get that degree but <laughs> you know there's textbook land and then there's real world land and yeah. you know we make our money in real world land so yeah you know what you're talking about is uh it's a little taboo but I'm glad we're talking about it because, uh, I mean, if, if you, let's, let's say you were just getting into school and you heard this podcast, it might change the trajectory of the trajectory of your life. If you understood like, wow, I need to really make sure that I'm getting into a program that's going to change, you know, that's going to give me that real world experience or like what you did. And you, like, you got curious about code while you're going through your program. Like, like how, how how do you think your life would have changed like if you were coding like before you went into college like would it be a lot different you think yeah oh my god i cannot <laughs> if i knew about this or like before i was in college or even while i was in college i wouldn't like waste like so much time into at least i will be going to my my classes and at the same time on my break like i have in my holiday time break then i will be like going deep into like uh, programming maybe in the soft start or maybe I would invest into other um, courses that would help me accelerate so by the time I finish my degree and I, I would be like done with my also programming so I'm 100% ready mm-hmm. yeah I mean man I'm, I'm right there with you like I'm like I kick myself continuously like man I wish I was I knew about that stuff sooner but I mean yeah. The good news is we found it and we're working on our skills <laughs> and you're training people. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was curious, uh, cause you've kind of been, you've been doing this self teaching thing where, where were like some good trainings that you found that were like under a hundred dollars or like free. Good trainings under a hundred dollars or free. Um, I would definitely say, uh fundamentals always youtube okay fundamentals always youtube like when you just get started and then uh, also you can learn from books like the one i used was uh learn python 3 the hard way and also when you learning from books it's not like you just skimming through and reading through the book no no <laughs> only i open my book and my text editor at the same time so when i read the book then i directly implement whatever in the book into my text editor and i also make sure you always have this guy next to you it's like text book like you always need to write some notes and write some stuff because you do not want to go back to the tutorial mm-hmm. that 
that's what called tutorial photography or what they call it tutorial hell or whatever so for me i just for me instead of going to the tutorial i just go back to my notebook so this this is like very very helpful for me and mm. sometimes i just go and just revise look look okay oh this one okay great great okay and, and i remember i understand and beside that i think one of the other greatest uh, platform people can use is uh, skillshare and and also LinkedIn Learning that okay. is uh, like uh, two really great uh, LinkedIn Learning could be very great if you are the kind of person who is always looking for credential and certificates. Uh, that's because whenever you finish one course, they will give you a certificate. And also LinkedIn Learning. Uh, there is also Coursera. I was using that at first, but. When I was learning Python, I found it like very, very boring. So mm -hmm. I just quit and then I, I went on learning by myself. Mm -hmm. and, and as far as uh, books go, like uh, there, so like we can talk about non-programming books too. I'm just kind of like you, based on your pre-interview, you had mentioned like, it just seemed like you were kind of a book dude. So there was like that book F U money that, that you oh, said yeah. really changed your life. <laughs> like, I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, like, yeah, actually let's just do that right now. And then I'll go into the other questions. So tell me, tell me a little bit about what that did for you. Okay. The, the entire idea of uh, F U money is uh, okay. Even from the title, F U money, the author was talking about, that your a few money is the amount of money that you need to live your life like to the fullest like perfectly whatever mm -hmm. that you need whatever you always dreamed of that's like the amount that you you wanted but the main the the two main things that i got from the book was uh first thing uh, paying more attention to where do i spend my my time so he was like saying that if you do not value your time chances are uh, you are not going to be successful. So at first I was spending a tremendous time of amount of time into gaming, Netflix and stuff like that. Even after I've discovered the way that you can learn programming to your own, sometime I will just open my Netflix and then spend like the whole week, just finish the entire series into one week. Mm -hmm. And also gaming, that's from, from my friends. Uh, I used to game a lot. Uh, and then when I, when I, I read that book, I was like, okay, I'm going to quit everything. And I'm just going to focus on the part of uh, my life that is going to give me the most uh, value out, mm -hmm. out of. And, at the, and the other point is uh, literally at the, end, at the end of the book, when you are about to finish, uh, the author will be saying that if you do not take action in the next 24 hours, that means you are not serious about changing your life. And I was oh. like, no way. At first I, <laughs> I was, at first I was complaining about, Oh, I don't have money to buy uh, a programming course that I wanted to get Oh, and I don't have a good internet to watch some videos online. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Screw all of this. I'm just going through books now. Whenever I get the chance to buy the course or get a good internet to get into the programming world, I will. But for now, I'm just going to go through the, the book. So I already have the book into my, my computer and it's free. Then I just went through uh, every day, even though that, that during that time, actually what made me read the book and take action, I was into my 
my internship as mechanical engineer okay. and I was hating that work. So I would be listening to the book. It was a audio book. I was listening to it while going to work, while at work. So it was really like firing me up. And then at the, at the end of the day, I come back home and I just like sit down and quote my, my, from the book and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love your attitude with that too. Like it, it <laughs> almost seems like something snapped in you and you're just like, that's not going to be me. Like I'm going to yeah. make, like you took your life into your own hands and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, what actually, what actually triggered me was the, the kind of job that I got wasn't that the, the best. So for me, I was like, Oh, I spent tremendous amount of time learning all of this. I spent three years into them, into my degree. And then mm-hmm. what am I doing? Is this like, is this the kind of work that I'm going to continue doing? I was like, no way. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, <laughs> change plan, <laughs> focus more into your program. Because at that time I already went through all of my fundamentals and then I wanted to pay more attention to it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, that's awesome, man. I love, I love the attitude that you have there. Was there any other books like that that you really enjoyed, or, or was this another scenario of like you just chose one thing and you went in really deep? Mm, I think that book just started it all. And okay. Then after that, I just went to reach that for that, and also that that book also like uh, talked more about the uh talked more about like how how you deal with money and you having a job versus like you having a business and Mm. and one of the recommendations that in the book was like oh you should also like if you you want to go faster you should go for like freelancing and then from freelancing turn that into business and then you go into investing i was like hmm interesting so uh, programming allows you to do that so i'm i'm kind of going through that road that's what i got from that book mm-hmm. and uh, another very interesting book is uh, extreme ownership that that one was like everything that you do in your life uh like you are the uh the first one to blame if 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 everything happens bad it's always you it's like you cannot blame anybody else for anything. So that's why I do not blame anybody else for like, at first I did not know about the way you can learn programming online and all. So it's all like my fault. Maybe I did not uh, search that enough or something like that. So yeah. Mm. It gives you so much freedom, right? Like since you know, everything is your fault, then you're the only person that can do something about it. I love your attitude, man. I I can't say it enough. This is uh, (laughs) This is freaking gold. Like if you don't, if you don't have these type of mentalities, like you just will go way slower through life. That's my experience. So yeah, and all of this, actually, this is what actually allowed me to, to actually like sit down and just code for like eight hours, maybe or more a day. Mm-hmm. Because I was already in my holiday, there is nothing for me to do, and I already cut all the gaming, all the Netflix, all the the bad stuff out, and then mm-hmm. I just focus into my programming courses that I got eventually, and yeah, I just went all the way in. Yeah, that's legit, man. So, what is what does your your days look like these days, or the day in the life of Abdallah? What does it look like right now? 
<laughs> the day of the life, the day in my life, uh, I usually start with um, some uh, exercise. Just, uh, I would say at first, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a morning person. So I okay. like to wake up in the morning and and usually here the these days the weather is really beautiful and uh, cloudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sometimes I like waking up in the morning, do some exercise, and at, at that time when I was getting started with uh, just learning programming and learning at all. So after I do my exercise, I will go for a shower, then I have my breakfast. Then I will sit down and read a book, maybe for like just like 20 minutes to 25. Okay. Just any random book. And after I finish reading my book, then I will sit on my desk and some, I like uh, like journaling. So I type like a journal. I have my journal next to me. I'll just type on stuff that I want to do in the future, something that I wanted to change. And, and yeah, that, until by that time it will be like 9 a.m. Uh, then I will just jump into coding and I will do like one session for at least like uh, three hours straight three hours then I will take like a break for lunch and then after lunch will be uh, lunch break usually one to two hours and after that I will I will get back to coding again until evening by f- six so that's another like three or four hour session of coding. And after once that is done, uh, I will go for exercise. This this one is then long term. It's like I will go for jogging, okay. running, and stuff like that, just around my block. And yeah, after when it's already like evening or night. Uh, at that time, I was not. I used. I used to just like already relax and all. I I used to not actually learn at night, but nowadays, I'm just 24 hours. Like, even after like at night, I would just like be sitting down. It's either uh, making some post on on my Instagram or thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow, mm-hmm. or I will be, I will be just like learning, taking some watching some video on like a programming course or something and that's when i was like just getting started learning mm-hmm. but nowadays i tend to in the morning just work on my my personal project if i want to make a video if i want to um uh, work on my personal project that one will be the one priority in the morning but, and then the learning will be later today Okay, excellent. Yeah, you had mentioned journaling. Uh, where did you learn to do that? Oh, that's another another book uh, by Rich Dad, the same author of uh, the same author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. He mm-hmm. said, "Change your life uh, in the morning." It's like, yeah, it's like change your life in the morning. So he he went he went through some steps that if you he noticed that from him like his own habits and maybe his friends who are also millionaires that does all of these habits. So journaling was one of them. It goes by, okay, first in the morning was uh, exercising is one very important. And he mentioned meditating. And 
for like breakfast as well. He said like breakfast is also <laughs> really important. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned uh, journaling as one of the things that you should do in the morning. So I was going through that and I just like stick to it. How how long have you been uh, like integrating journaling into your into your process? Into my process, that is like one one year. If I go, because I usually like to type the date on top. So if mm -hmm. I press the first page is seventeen December two thousand eighteen. That's like the first time. Awesome. Uh, how do you how do you leverage your journal? If you don't mind me asking, like, do you write it and never? once it's out of your your brain you're you're happy or is there like a process after you write it do you read it one year later for example or what it like how do you leverage your journal oh how do i leverage my journal um mm -hmm. until now at first i was thinking of like writing stuff that maybe one day i will be posting about it online mm -hmm. or maybe if i want to brainstorm an idea or something that i want to do in the future, then I will just uh, write about it. And then me writing about it, I will find myself like two weeks later, just doing that thing I wrote about. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but so, for going back to it, I'm thinking now to like, uh, if I have any video idea or any, any um, maybe a video idea or a course about programming or something like that, I will type the idea into the journal. And then when I open my camera and then I know what I need to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that will be like a very great way for me to, to leverage it really, really like really good. Mm -hmm. And you said you're doing a YouTube channel. Is that how, how new is that? How's that all going for you? My YouTube channel is mm -hmm. now, I started on March this year. Okay. And all of it was that uh, in the course they were saying that okay if you you get into YouTube that means will help you into your freelancing world and I was like oh okay cool why not mm -hmm. so I started by just typing some Python fundamentals and also like I was saying okay just build some projects using Python and coding along mm -hmm. and then just I just posting into there and yeah yes i've been doing doing that since march but then i took like a i took like a long break because i was traveling i went back to my country and then i when i came back here to malaysia i i restarted again the, the process okay cool and you're uh you're growing i guess so that's like a new, <laughs> a new adventure for you that's awesome man yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's an adventure. Now, now people are already like sending me uh, comments that oh, we did more of this. We've been waiting. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I also need to like know how to write uh, proper, uh, like uh, proper video, like the tutorial, like make sure I'm explaining things for correctly, and mm -hmm. as well as I do not want to make the videos too long that will bore you or something yeah that's why have you have you found any good resources for how to make good tutorials or or what are you what are you using for guidance on that well i haven't used any i didn't see any video about how to make a good tutorial for me i just like 
I just know what I want to do. But usually I just, I, I do the same thing that I want to make mm-hmm. by myself without recording. And then I know how everything is going to go into place. So then I will record the video. That's usually how it works for me. Sure. Perfect. Uh, but I haven't seen any, any video of how to make tutorial videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're just doing maybe like what you would wish you had when you kind of first started out, like kind of um, designing an experience that you would like. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, we're kind of uh, winding down in our in our show here, so I wanted to uh, do kind of like some light questions at the end. And uh, yeah, so I re- I remember you said like you don't play video games anymore. Like that is not the way of life for you, but. Yeah. There was a time when you played video games and I know you had a fun one that you really enjoyed. What is the best video game ever made? <laughs> okay, the best video game. Uh, okay, this one, because I, I did like playing video games because when I was going through, I was going really hard. It's like I was spending, like the total time spent on that was like 500 hours game. Right. I was playing uh, GTA Five. Okay, GTA. Good stuff. Yeah, that, that that's the game. And then that's that was in in PC. I have another one on phone. That is Asphalt Nine, you can say. Okay. So but those yeah. are the best video games ever made. Yeah, for me. Good, good man, good man. Oh, that's that's good. So once once you get all your FU money, then we know where we can find you on the PC playing GTA. <laughs> something like yeah. that. Hopefully they make GTA 5 and then uh, you can do all the uh, GTA 6, I mean, sorry. Sure. Hopefully they have a new one by, by then. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What is, what is the best advice that you have ever received? The best advice I've ever received. Um, uh, I, I cannot put this into few words, but uh, let me expand on it. Uh, the best advice that I have ever got is that not everything has to be perfect. It's like from here, I was always like, oh, I need to put all of these in the right place and everything needs to be like structured, very nice. Like in terms of video or all the content or maybe just anything that maybe like your programming, maybe anything that just... Uh, doing action just beats the perfection so for me that's what i attack i just like go into action is much more important than it's perfection so uh no matter how good it is or no matter how bad it is i will just do it <laughs> i i love that so much action beats perfection or something yeah, along those lines perfection. Yeah, exactly. that is awesome, man. That's why that's why you're a freaking winner, dude. That's exactly why. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you how do you get caffeine into your body, or are you or do you operate on caffeine? Oh, I operate on water. I do not you operate on water. <laughs> Zero caffeine. Zero caffeine. No wow. caffeine for me. I just like no because for me i feel like if i get caffeine then i will get addicted to it and i do not want to get that since also just a young age from now i do not want to get into that so 
Awesome. If, if, if it was for me, then I'm happy. But only, I will only get caffeine if maybe I work, I woke up really, really early and I do not want to sleep. Then maybe I'll just get a, a green tea. That's, okay. that's all I can get. I can go, but no coffee, no black tea. No. Awesome. So you're a water, water and green tea if you have to type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. And uh, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to lay it out there. What are the top programming languages that somebody should learn if they're not, you know, into programming yet? Wow. Well, it's definitely going to be Python. Python <laughs> all the way. Python all the way. Or maybe if you want to do go deeper into just web development, you can go mm -hmm. through JavaScript. But for me, because I have other bigger hopes for Python, I'm jumping into, right now I'm into web development stage. Never know, maybe you'll find me into machine learning and AI like next year, next year. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I choose Python. So Python, JavaScript, and uh, forget everything uh, else out there. Forget everything else. So you're getting <laughs> started, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Abdullah, I had so much fun having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It was an honor to interview you. Uh, did you have any? Oh, before we go, actually, where can people find you? Uh, like, what is the best way for them to find you? Oh, the best way would be my Instagram account or my YouTube okay. channel. Uh, that's where I am mostly available. So the YouTube channel name is? Self-engineered self-engineered and then yeah. your instagram is your name right with an underscore yeah, yeah my instagram is i usually I put my my last name first so it's jubara abdullah okay so uh i'll put those in those in the show notes but those are the two places people can find you i just wanted yeah. to make sure they know uh how to do that so was yeah. there was there anything else that uh that we need or that we forgot to discuss actually we have covered a lot of things yes we have i uh, we have a lot have covered a lot of things but i if i if there is some if there is only one thing that i want to leave it with um is that it's going it's always going there is always going to be a lot of challenges but as long as you just keep going and just keep going hard on it you will always get to like uh, go through it because for me that's like every 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 week maybe there, there will be a challenge but then eventually that challenge will just go on and then i will just realize how powerful that is it's just the formula is just keep going keep trying keep crushing it yeah mm -hmm. yeah no i i uh i love your attitude with that you had mentioned something along the lines of like um the the beginner coder's journey and how they'll never see the light unless they keep going. And I had to read that a couple times because I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, yeah, you will never, like you have to, you have to progress, like whatever it takes if you're serious about this. But mm -hmm. those, are your own, those are your own words. I mean, that's, that's awesome stuff. That's really empowering. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, it's, this has been great. Thank you for sharing all of, all of these little nuggets. And, uh, I, I hope to uh, see you on uh, maybe like a Slack channel or something like that. Maybe, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, of course, then we can show. discuss some other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, I'll catch you later.